Hey there, Misketeers. Welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tari J. I am Lex Michael. And this week, I have started watching one of the best animes I've seen in a long time. Do you want to know what it's called, do Lex they, Michael? Do they all talk like that? Yep, just like that. All right. Well, uh, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no. no. Whoa, what is it? What is it? Tell me. Um, it's called Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Um, I, I bet it is. It is. Um, you don't have no bets necessary. That's what it's called. <laughs> wait, I would win that bet. That's true. Yeah. Um, but no one's going to take the other side. Don't stand between me and my fortune and glory. Okay. Um, so the name translating to, well, Demon Slayer is English. Um, the <laughs> it translates to man who makes cookies. Yes. Yes. Uh, and Kimetsu no Yaiba is basically like uh, Blade of the D Demon Destroyer. The concept is that this kid gets his, his family gets murdered by demons, um, and he ends up uh, trying to re he's trying to rescue his sister who she uh, becomes part demon, and so he's tr looking for a way to t return her back to being human. Okay. And uh, there's a secret organization that uh, hunts demons, and so he trains to become part of that organization. The way the story unfolds and shares information little by little, it really helps to kind of build the lore of this world. It's not just like a big info dump. Like, you're learning as the character himself is learning. Okay. Um, and it's really sweet. Um, this guy really cares for his sister and he's super empathetic. Like a lot of characters throughout, um, like you see it and all, they also note how empathetic towards demons he is, even though demons are the ones that took his family. Um, there's a moment in one of the episodes, which, uh, I won't spoil like the context, but a demon is dying and like he, he notes how, how sad they smell and you get a little bit of the, the demons background backstory and you're like, Oh, that is sad. And so he like holds the demon's hand as it's like dying oh. and you're like, Oh fuck this kid. He's like, he's so heartwarming. What does sadness smell like? Um, probably funk, <laughs> but beyond just the, like the really efficient and, uh, interesting storytelling the animation is phenomenal okay um just like all of the design work that they do like all of his sword slashes once he's trained uh they're water themed and so he gets a, there you can see like a, a stream of water as his blade will slice and it's in a very old japanese uh art style uh, and it's so smooth. It's very fluid. Um, they do a little bit of CG in weird places, but like for the most part, it, it enhances the overall look of the show. So I highly recommend it. Uh, it's you can you can watch the whole thing subbed on uh, Hulu. And then if you wanted to watch it dubbed, I believe you would have to watch it on either Toonami or Adult Swim. Okay. Um, I mainly watch sub things because I like the original context, blah, 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 blah. But I hear that the dub is also very good. Cool. Yeah. Nice. So watch it, Lex Michael. Um, eh. Okay. <laughs> All right. The demons didn't get, it gets gruesome. It does. It does actually. That, that sounds, that sounds cool. It's, it does. Sincerely. 
I, yeah, a decent chance I'll be alienated by it anyway. But. I mean, but I gave you, I gave you all the context about why so many anime uh, involve organizations and hierarchies and things of that sort. Once you know that information, everything just starts to click into place. We might we're 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 edging closer. We're maybe. getting there. We're it's, it's a it's a long journey. It's a long road ahead. But life is the journey, not the. The destination, which is good, because the destination's <laughs> anime, dead. and I yes. don't even know. No, it's anime, and I don't <laughs> even know if I want to get there and stuff. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> What are you into, Lex? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm into. Uh, over this weekend, I checked out the Netflix original movie, Dolomite Is My Names, uh, directed by Craig Brewer, starring Eddie Murphy. Okay. Are you familiar with Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite at all? Uh, yes. Okay. So I, knowing that this movie was coming out, I went and I finally, finally watched the original Dolomite, which is just a glorious piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not good at all by any traditional metric, but there is something that A, so to me pops about Rudy Ray Moore's performance and uh, the character Dolomite is based on a character he, he cultivated to do, essentially to do, to do standup. Yeah. Um, and Eventually, he decided, and this is what the movie's about, Eddie Murphy playing Rudy Ray Moore, uh, the movie's essentially about him feeling like he has so much more to express artistically, and there's a much bigger audience for him and what he can do out there, but nobody is giving him the breaks, nobody's giving him the opportunities, and ultimately, he decides, well, if nobody's going to to have that confidence in me, nobody's going to help me create those opportunities, then I'm going to create those opportunities myself. Yeah. And so he... That that's part of how the Dolomite movie came to be, and this this movie Dolomite is my name in large part focuses on the development and the making of that movie. And uh, a Eddie Murphy is the best that he's been in a very very long. Like Dreamgirls was easily the last time he was this good. Yeah, and before that, you probably got to go back to the eighties for him. Like he's I I believe he's excellent in this movie. Like excellent excellent. Uh, Wesley Snipes. I couldn't tell you what exactly Wesley Snipes is doing in this movie <laughs> performance wise, but I think it's wonderful. Like I haven't seen, I, I haven't had this much fun watching Wesley Snipes maybe ever. Like interesting. He is just going for this, this sort of uh, over the top drunken comedic performance. Cause he's, he's playing the more experienced actor that Rudy Ray Moore uh, asked uh, to be in the movie. Yeah. And he said that he would do it if he also got to direct the movie and apparently was just plastered the entire time. But what I really liked about the movie, A, I think it's very funny. Mm-hmm. B, like I, like I said, I think Murphy is excellent. But I also really enjoyed the, well, if opportunities aren't coming my way, I'm going to create my own opportunities of it all. Uh, I'm going to invest in myself, essentially. Uh, part of why we're doing this show is because nobody was saying like we we did have some opportunities but nobody was saying hey why don't you do exactly the show you want to do on our time and just like ignore whatever notes we have just do your completely do your own thing nobody was saying that to us so we said all right we'll do it ourselves right i i really like that attitude i've always been a big proponent of don't wait for other people to give you opportunities because they probably won't do whatever you can to generate especially if you're an artist do whatever you can to generate your own material uh even if Nobody else believes in it, even if, well, I mean, be, be smart with your money. Cause if you're, if you're borrowing a ton of cash or maxing out your credit cards, that's a gamble. But, <laughs> but 
I love that. I love that attitude and I love that spirit and that the, the movie really connected uh, with me on that level as well. Um, but I, I recommend this movie a bunch. Um, I think it, to me, avoids uh, a lot of the traditional trappings of biopics. And I'm sure if I watched it again, I could go, oh, okay, yes, a lot of biopics do this and this and this and this and this. But I feel like uh, Eddie Murphy's performance and, of course, the, the rest of the supporting cast is phenomenal as well. I feel like it it elevates what could have been far weaker material, although I do think the script is pretty strong. Um, I, yeah, I dug it a lot. Uh, Craig Brewer is now there. He's reteaming with Eddie Murphy and Wesley Snipes for the coming to America sequel. Oh, nice. Very curious to see what that looks like, but, uh, I, I dig it and you can watch it without leaving your home. Um, I think, and I, I would, I would though highly encourage you to check out the original Dolomite before seeing it. I saw Dolomite, like I said, for the first time pretty shortly before, like within days of, of watching this one. And I'm very glad that I did because even though I think I still would have connected to the movie on the levels that I was describing, you get a lot more out of it. If you, if you've seen Dolomite and you know, like you see them making these scenes and you know what the final product ultimately looks like, which is a movie that is, uh, you could argue it's bad, but I think it's so bad that it comes all the way around to being exquisite. Okay. Um, and they did, they did know that they were making something funny. They weren't taking it deathly serious. It, so when, when you sit there watching the movie and you find yourself cackling at what looks like total ineptitude, know that one, it is total ineptitude. And two, they were aware that they were making something that would be funny. Gotcha. Uh, but, but I'm a, I, I, to reiterate, I'm a big fan of, of, the, that concept. Don't wait on somebody to give you opportunities. Create your own opportunities because nobody's going to believe in you the way you believe in you. You know what I mean? Like if you're not going to if you're not going to get out there and say like my ideas are worth it, I can do this. Just just watch like you don't think I can. Well, let me prove you wrong and stuff. Um, I, I really appreciate that spirit. And so that that did a bunch for me. But but again, like Murphy's great. I think the movie's very funny. Uh, I uh, check it out and check out uh, the original Dolomite because I, I fell down a bit of a Rudy Ray Moore rabbit hole and like now like he did a sequel to Dolomite called The Human Tornado which now I got to seek out and watch apparently way more kung fu in that one. Oh, uh, that was a big thing Rudy Ray Moore wanted in Dolomite. He's like it's a movie. There's got to be kung fu. Uh, <laughs> I think they went in the in the movie. There's a scene where where Dolomite Dolomite where Rudy Ray Moore and his friends go to see uh, I believe it's the front page which was the the remake. Well, it's it's basically His Girl Friday, but more based on the original play where both lead characters are men with uh, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. And they come out and he was basically like, There's, there was no kung fu in that at all. What is this? Like, if this can be in theaters, why can't, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. this counts, why not me? And so kung fu was something he wanted to put in uh, to his movie. There is some really silly kung fu in the movie, but apparently... After the first one, he went, not enough kung fu in that one. In the yeah. sequel, more kung fu and stuff. Um, but it's, it's. I think Dolomite's a blast. Grab a grab a beverage of your choice and stuff and and watch that. Have a really good time. And then check out Dolomite Is My Name because I, I think it's uh, it's it's one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Uh, yeah. And, and guys, if you, uh, you want to leave your house to see it, I believe that they're playing it at the Beverly in L.A., Yes, you can check out uh, you can check out uh, Dolomite is my name in theaters if you're if you're fortunate enough to have it playing near you. Yeah, 
So that's dope. Um, uh, and it also sounds like if you were a fan of the movie, the disaster artist, you'd probably like this. There is, there is some overlap. Um, all right. Well, everyone, what are you into? I mean, this is a uh, Halloween week. Uh, Halloween is on a Thursday. You probably did all your partying this last weekend. So you're probably listening to this and you're like, I'm hungover. Um, which, good on you. If you're really hungover, that voice probably just made you made your head hurt. <laughs> oh, how dare you? That was the, that was the <laughs> hangover cure voice. Um, but anyways, uh, let us know what you're into. Let us know what your plans are for Halloween. Let us know what your life is like this week. Uh, you can do so on our Twitter, which is Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Um, but if you're like, yo, I just want to talk to Lex, well, where can people do that? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Nice. And you can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And don't forget to check us out tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the third installment of the Halloween series, Season of the Witch. But not Season of the Witch, the Nicolas Cage movie, which is a different movie. It is. That is not Halloween 3. No. (laughs) Although uh, Michael Myers is not in that one either. No. Um, but he should be. I wish he was. Um, it probably would have done better. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that uh, and all the mystery and intrigue and the history of its creation. So make sure to catch us tomorrow for our main show. Um, it's going to be a fun romp, baby. Uh, until love those, then. Love those fun romps. Oh, yeah. You gotta. Uh, and then we'll talk to you then. Bye. Spooky, spooky, scary week. Spooky, spooky, scary week. Boop, boop, boop. Branding pending.